0: This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about technology that affects all of us in a format that allows you to consume it in the time it takes to go to and from the grocery store. I'm your host, Lou Covey, and I probably know more about it than you do. And if I don't, I know someone who does. But first... this season of crucial tech is brought to you by safety national insurance safety national cyber insurance protects large organizations against network security and privacy risks reimbursing damages and financial loss arising from accidental or malicious incidents to computer networks software and data coverage options address various risks ranging from liability business interruption reputational harm penalties and more Visit SafetyNational.com for additional details. Today I'm going back in my archives and I'm pulling out an interview I did with Venkat Rangapuram, the CEO of Centrific, uh, about, well, around, around October. The reason it's taken so long to get around to publishing it is simply because the issues he and I discussed have been rapidly changing almost by the day. But the interview, as I listened to it again, held up well, so I said, decided let's go ahead and and move forward with it because I'm almost ready to start writing a larger article on the issue that Centrific addresses. And that issue is cleaning up training data for AI, which is an incredibly important task. Malware, disinformation, deepfakes, and just a lot of crap is proliferating on the internet primarily because AI is putting it there and there's nothing to stop it. And clean data is at the core of regulation discussions in governments around the world. Regardless of your position on the technology, AI has risen faster and no technology has spun off as many sub-industries as generative AI. That's perspective. ChatGPT was made available a little more than a year ago and Google came out with theirs only six months later. Now there are literally hundreds of AIs, both general and specific, spawning multiple sub-industries all dedicated to fixing the flaws inherent in AI products that have been rushed to market. Centrific, however, is not an afterthought. It's supposed to be employed before the product is launched. And I can't help but think that if OpenAI, Microsoft, and Google had been using tools like this, we wouldn't have the problems we face now. In other words, an AI free of error and malice. That's becoming a crucial step in the validity of AI's lofty claims because corrupted data is the source of AI hallucinations. Some of some very well-known data scientists claim that as much as 50% of all the data used in AIs is corrupted either intentionally or because it is just plain inaccurate. So on top of that, new company, these new companies that are emerging with technology designed to intentionally, intentionally corrupt data so the AI could produce even worse content, I mean, jeez, if it isn't one thing, it's another. So let's jump into the discussion with Venkat, and maybe we can all be a little more hopeful afterwards. So Ben Cat, welcome uh, to Crucial Tech. Thanks for having me here, Lou. Uh,
1: it's great to be talking to you today.
0: Yeah. Now you're taking on a really difficult job, <laughs> which means you probably have um, job security going forward for the, for several decades, and cleaning up this data. So, what is it you have to do to make sure that the data that's being used in AI isn't going to kill people?
1: yeah they I
0: may That's be overstating right. it, but you know
1: <laughs> it's a, it's a first of all I think we are we are we are living in in times of unprecedented technology change right so we don't need to explain AI to anybody in the market today, yeah right the pace at which the right. technology has uh, evolved and been adopted uh, has been crazy uh so as scientific we do we do a couple of things uh we train we, we provide for Data sets to train AI models, and we apply apply AI models for businesses to transform themselves. Okay. In context of training the AI models itself, right? So it's a end of the day, the AI models are very simple simple models. Okay, they are really dumb models, and they perform as well as the data that has been used to train them. Yeah, it's a it's a step process which we call as the AI loop. The first step of that process is an ability to ingest large amount of data sets, annotated data sets to be able to teach the AI model. The second step in that process is ingestion of the data sets into the model to uh, be able to train it to perform certain functions. The third step is what we call as validation of false positives, right? The model is uh, not going to perform with 100% accuracy right from day one, it is going to derive certain outputs that are not valid. So, you know, experts need to look at it and then identify the false positives and then feed it back into the AI model. And this whole thing is an AI loop. And it's a process that needs to be uh, uh, offered and then repeatedly, right, to get the model performance uh, uh, to the best possible output. That that we that we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, from our perspective, the way we 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 do it is uh, we have our own platforms uh, that measures the accuracy of data at the different points of the AI development lifecycle, and uh, and and resolves the gaps uh, uh, during the model development itself and its deployment to the market.
0: Okay. So essentially what you're saying is is that to make a, a an AI with a clean data model, you've got to, you, you can't do it the way ChatGPT does and just scrape everything off the internet and hope for the best.
1: Yeah. So, so with, with LLMs and ChatGPT, obviously the technology has progressed so much that they've been trained with massive amounts of data sets that's already available out there in the market and in the internet. Yeah. Um However, the model outputs still needs to be validated to make sure that the model is not hallucinating and is trained for specific set of use cases uh, uh, that the model is trying to be deployed uh, in the the businesses for, Uh, right? It's not going to be as simple as uh, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, with the amount of data that is that 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 is available in the market that it is being trained on, that is good data and the bad data, right? It's always important for uh, human experts to look at the output of the models and uh, segregate the good from the bad and provide that feedback back to the model so the model can correct itself, you know? So, and it's an ongoing process that needs to be performed uh, on the AI models in context of the usage so it gets better and better.
0: And so that's what Scientific does?
1: that's what we do today. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so in other words, if, if a company wants to develop an AI, and wants to make sure it's right. They hire a company like scientific, uh, to, to take over the process of validating what they're doing. Got
1: it at the different steps of the life cycle of the AI itself. Got okay. It. Yeah.
0: But you, you're not involved you know, The the problem that I have with AI is that I don't think it's ready for consumer use. But it's out there now. Uh, I, i've I've got a friend who's writing a science fiction book mm-hmm. using chat GPT. yeah, you know. And quite frankly, yeah, you know, he's not a writer. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's asked me to look it over a couple of times, and it just makes my head hurt how badly written it is. <laughs> and it's mostly chat GPT. So I'm thinking, okay, well, this really shouldn't be used for general purposes but it's it's doing that i mean the whole fight right now with uh the the actors and uh, you know the writers have come to an agreement with the studios but the actors haven't because they're concerned about the use of ai to take away their their abilities or or, or their, their jobs because if you can just spend a day just recording a, uh, an actor's voice and recording their image you can digitize that and then you can have them for what for as long as you want without having to pay the actor that's a problem um but a more for, in my view a more a, a better use of ai is much more limited mm-hmm. i mean I, I take a look at the semiconductor industry or the electronic design industry um which yeah they're they're all starting to use AI in their marketing buzzwords. But if you look back at the industry over the past fifty years, it's it's been working on AI. It's been based on AI all that time because the whole purpose of a semiconductor design industry is to do a design process once a basic design process and then use it over and over and over again without having to have the the engineers redesign it again and again. Uh, half of the industry is based on intellectual property based on that. So they've got a very specific data set that they work from that they have that they have perfected over half a, half a century. And that makes sense to me, but the whole idea of creating content not only just for for fictional uses, but also uh, to, to write news stories like CNet was trying to do for a while. And finding out that they've got nothing but errors and and uh, uh, references to uh, studies and people that don't exist. Right. So, right? Do you help with that, or is that just something we're going to have to live with?
1: Yeah. So, I think from an uh, from an adoption of AI perspective, our view is AI will always be a co-pilot. Right, uh, it, it'll assist human beings in doing tasks in a more more productive way, in ways right. in which you know we didn't think about a workflow before. Uh, like for example, at Scientific, we have uh, we offer a product that solves for uh, shrink at uh, physical retail stores, right? So it solves for shrink, it solves for uh, self checkouts, you know, scanning of products in retail store and so on and so forth. Now, if you think of a product like that, right, it, it does automate and brings a lot of innovations in the business processes of the retail store setup itself. But it arguments the associates in the store and their ability to do things that are more important for the industry itself. It it, it definitely takes their productivity levels up. It offers them insights on. Uh, when there is uh, uh, gaps in inventory in the store, and when certain shelf needs to be replenished, it offers insights on you know what type of products right uh, are in demand. Is there seasonality to demand patterns and so on and so forth? Right. So, from our perspective, we always think that AI as a technology will assist humans as a co-pilot and make the tasks more productive than 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 what it is. Uh, today uh now the challenge really for the enterprises is how do you develop these models and then reimagine the experiences and weave it into the core business processes easier to to actually unleash the potential of what ai has to offer to the market
0: okay so so it sounds like you're you're endorsing the semiconductor industry approach to it it's it's not so much as Something to replace the engineer or the worker or the, the the person who is creating the product. It is a means of eliminating the grunt work.
1: That is correct. Eliminating yeah. the grunt work and uh, uh, offering more uh, a value, right? So that the uh, the engineers become uh, 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 are, are equipped with uh, more and more inputs to do their tasks. Uh, Uh, and perform better than how they are performing today, right? That sort of is the approach that uh, we are taking with AI as well.
0: Yeah, I I got approached by a publisher to write a book Mm -hmm. on on the use of AI for coding. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm not a coder. I've never been a coder. I'm just a guy who's kind of interested in in technology and I can write, you know, so that's really their purpose. So I went out and found myself a guy who's, been coding for 30 years okay mm-hmm. told him what they wanted and he sat down and just started playing with chat gpt and the in the google uh, and bard and uh, started out by asking a simple question uh, write me a program to figure out the uh, the square root of x yeah mm-hmm. a number okay and it came out and it says okay that worked out fine but because he's a coder and he's good at math he says now i want you to use this particular method of doing it and he did it again and it came out wrong so he said hmm so let me uh, give it to give, give me the square root of this number using this method and this method yeah. and it came out right but I didn't use either of the methods <laughs> <laughs>
1: You actually bring up a very important topic here, right? And, yeah. and again, it goes back to the clean data sets and because the models, right, they perform as well as what it has been trained for. It's right. like we teach, uh, teach our kids, right? As they grow up, they perform. Uh, and their standards, the value system and the culture, it evolves throughout right from the from the young days into into how they are nurtured right so the models yeah. have to be nurtured for that okay i think there are a couple of things important points right in this example that we need to keep in mind one is the ai explainable right anybody who is creating ai in, in the industry needs to take into account the explainability of ai why is the model performing and providing an output the way it is actually providing an output right if somebody can if if the company that is creating the ai can explain the output then that's one part of the puzzle right the second part of the puzzle is is the performance of the ai itself which is the other metric that we need to track for the model which is the accru- accuracy and the reliability correct you are giving it a certain question right is it answering it in an accurate way and is it answering it in a reliable way right is it using the same methods to answer a specific question every time, or is is it using different methods? Now, the that's where this this provisioning of more data to train the AI models, and tracking that end to end through the development of the AI lifecycle, right, which is pre, during, and post, uh, is very very important. Yeah, and for us, you know, for us, Scientific, when we say we are a data solutions provider for training AI models. We offer a platform that offers full transparency and information visibility, right? To these metrics that can address the explainability and uh, uh, performance questions around around the AI itself in regards to the data that was used to train the AI models.
0: All right, well, uh, thank you for this. Um, It's given me a lot to think about. and I'm not sure what direction to go in at this point, but I may come back for more questions.
1: Certainly, yeah. Uh, we're more than glad to take questions and more calls, right? Uh, All right. So it was uh, it was great talking to you. Uh,
0: and thank you. Thanks. All right, thank you. Bye-bye now. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was Venkat Rangapuram of Centrific. Um, obviously, making clean data is not as easy as it sounds. And it's something it's something we need to be concerned about. So if you have any questions or concerns uh, or input on this, uh, you can contact us at cyberprotectionmagazine.com. Uh, this has been Lou Covey. Uh, this has been a Full Media production.